0: Stephen Harmison with a slower ball, one of the great balls, given the moment, given the batsman, and given the match, that is a staggering gamble that's played off for Harmison.
1: It is episode seven of the Villagers. I can't believe we've made it, lads. We're uh, we've had the full over. Last ball was a no ball, so we're back for the seventh. How do we feel?
2: We've crashed through the one thousand listeners barrier. So uh, everyone from here on in will be known as the millennials, I think.
0: 100%. It's been a hell of a week. I've had numerous people shout, just shout to me going, we've never been bigger, which (laughs) I've thoroughly enjoyed. So that's a great, that's been great.
1: It's it's good to hear. And I'd say a thousand people in real terms would be roughly the home attendance that Tamworth Football Club would see at the Lamb Stadium, I reckon.
2: One of the (laughs) great stadiums as well.
1: Am I right? I'm not wrong. (laughs) Well, it is true. We have never been bigger. We've never been bloody bigger. We've got a thousand, a thousand, is that a thousand listeners? thousand listeners.
2: That's
1: what we're saying. I mean, that is enormous. That is, that would, that would pack the Marmite stand at the Pirelli Stadium. (laughs) That's huge. Absolutely unbelievable. Imagine the noise. Imagine imagine if we at some point could hire a pub and have a thousand of those absolute freaks in one place together, how good that would be. Including that
2: weirdo with the confetti at the brewers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, as we kick off, we always like to tick off on new countries. We've got, we've had a massive stumbling block in trying to, we're trying to obviously, we want to make it big in the largest communist country on the planet, which is China. Um, Enormous issue with the fact they don't use Spotify, which is our main channel of um, <laughs> marketing channel. So, if we do have any listeners that have a VPN in China <laughs> who are listening, can you let us know what service do we need to be on? Because we think there'd be some people in Ganzhou who'd absolutely bloody love our chat.
2: <laughs> absolutely. I mean, Guangzhou would go off.
1: Yeah, I think it's pronounced Ganzhou, but I-, I see your point.
2: I thought um, we were talking about a different place. That's brilliant.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, same um, now we I, I I was expecting to say an enormous svaki to our Latvian audience because we do we had some correspondence from someone listening in Latvia but it hasn't shown up on our on the demographics. So yeah,
2: analytics aren't quite playing ball, yeah. are they at the moment? So
1: I might I might hold off on my Svike for next week. Uh, if we can lads, so no Chinese listeners and no Latvians, so that's pretty disappointing to be honest, but still a thousand of a thousand. Yeah. What have we been up to lads?
2: Uh, my football's cancelled this week, um, so nothing from me sadly. Um, my sporting escapades were, have been reserved to the pool table at work and the driving range. Um, so yeah, absolute dominance all round.
0: Yeah, I've been uh, still battling the concussion this week, so it's not been ideal, um, but did go and uh, go and watch our boys today get a 2-1 uh, a win, so we're just waiting on another result to see if we are second or third.
1: That's fair, mate. That's good. You're still doing well then. Our game was also cancelled. The team we're playing couldn't raise an 11, so they called the game off, which was fairly disappointing.
2: They bottled it.
1: Yeah, they, they bottled it big time. Yeah, yeah, they didn't they right back, did they? No, I was a bit annoyed because I was actually on the team sheet at right wing today. Flyer. So I was absolutely fuming because I thought it was my one chance to add to my tally of one goal this season. But nonetheless, couldn't raise a team. Um, but that's OK. And that's a 3-0 win for you then, by default? 3-zip, which puts us second in the league. Uh and we're we're almost at playoff time, so we're at the business end of the season and we're where we want to be. You don't want to be second's an interesting one because second means you play third, obviously, and if you're neck and neck, that doesn't make for great, you know, it's not ideal. But we have the way that our club works, we have a very strong Saturday team, so we have the chance to load our team full of decent players for the playoffs if we need to.
2: Yeah, I hate um, clubs like that. <laughs> I'm
1: not <laughs> I find it funny when there's a group of us who are unfit and then an absolutely ripped six foot four centre back steps in yeah. for you and you think at least you could at least make an effort to make it look like we haven't drawn someone in. Yeah.
2: I mean to be fair I can't say anything. At school we used to rope Danny Holmes in from the year below, who was absolute class, to come and play centre back for us whenever we played in the national cup. Um yeah. So I can't Holmes-y. say. Yeah. yeah. He played for the Brewers, didn't he?
1: Uh, he did play a little bit for the Brewers, yeah. Who managed, who got their first point of the season yesterday in a nil-nil draw away at Wickham.
2: Brewers.
1: So we've had a massive week. Obviously, a thousand listeners. There's no flies on that, and many of them have got in touch with us, haven't they, Smithy? So um, it's probably time. Probably time. Just just noticed Tom puffing a vape there in his lounge room. Strange thing for an adult male to do. Whatever
2: um, but... you're running there, mate. <laughs>
0: One of the greatest stitch-ups in
1: the world. Yeah, well, call it out. Bad behaviour. What is it? The behaviour you walk past is the behaviour you accept.
0: Great. Fantastic. What's
1: in
2: Pat's sack? (laughs) Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and it's villages sack. Send us correspondence so we can talk our nonsense and everyone can have a regular right, laugh. <laughs> oh, <that's Excellent>. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Bertie has been in touch, uh, the Diggler.
1: The Dirty Diggler.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, Bertie and I played football and cricket together from a very, very young age and went all the way through school, primary school football, secondary school football, and then on to Sunday league football together. Great lad, currently uh, captain of the Herons um, for many years now, probably a decade has he done there, Rafe, what a thought now. Uh, skipper? Yeah.
1: He was skipper, well obviously uh, the famous Jeff Astor was skipper when I went there. And then Bertie took over. So I'd say, I reckon, yeah, 11, yeah. 12 years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And through the ranks anyway. as well.
2: Incredible. Yeah. So uh, during our time at the Swifts together, um, we had a situation with a serious injury. So this is, this is following on correspondence from last week's pod on injuries. And he reminded me of a time when we roped in a goalkeeper, um, Adam Dixon, that I think you two will both know. Dicko. Dicko from Barton. Yeah, very, very loose unit. Very
1: loose.
2: I'd never seen him play football whatsoever in my life. Um, I think we're having problems with Jack Cropper, who was our goalkeeper, going to uni um, every other week. Um, So we're trying to get a new goalie in. Adam Dixon's put his hand up and come to play. First game that he starts for us, we have to play him under a false name as Jack Cropper. Within the first minute of the game, their centre midfield has played a slide rule pass uh, into the box. He's come out to get it and the striker's knee has collided with (laughs) with his head and he's completely knocked out in the first minute of the game. So, ambulance is on its way. We're all standing (laughs) around and the referee's standing around him. And as the ambulance gets there, stretcher comes on. The only thing in my mind is, hang on a minute, we're gonna to have to tell the ambulance's name, and we've <laughs> we've told the referee that, that his name's Jack Cropper. Oh no! Oh no! So obviously he's just coming round. He's been completely knocked out. He's just coming round, and the ambulance are like, okay, what's your name? And he says, Adam Dixon. <laughs> Adam Dixon. <laughs> the referee looks at me, and I'm like, yeah. His name's Adam Dixon. He said, "Well, you told me his name's Jack Cropper." So not only have we got a player knocked out in the first minute, we also concede the game three <laughs> for
1: for nil. I under. would have said, I would have just said to the referee, "Look, his concussion must be worse than we thought."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that quick on my on my feet, so we've ended up conceding the game three 0 for playing a player under a false name, and we've been heavily fined for it. And yeah, Dicko's nearly died. Yeah and uh, and Dicko's on his way to hospital in the first minute of the game. So, the shortest <laughs> career in Sunday League football history, I'd imagine. He played last He's a minute, st- good or... story
1: about Adam Dixon when he played for Barton um, once, which has just come to mind. And it was Barton's 3rd-11, and they played away at Kings Bromley. And Kings Bromley, if you remember, the cricket pitch is right next to a big field, like a farmer's field. And Dicko... Apparently it was the it was a setup where obviously in third in the third team where the opposition so the batting team provides two umpires from their yeah. ranks basically to be umpires and apparently they got two or three lbws that weren't given out that should have been and Adam Dixon in the middle of the over grabbed the ball and launched it into the farmers field and. <laughs> Told him where to go and that refused way. to play. <laughs> Real
0: loose cannon. Oh, sure. That is great. I'm a big fan of that. That's, that's great.
1: Yeah, it's not the most sporting um, thing, but funny. Yeah. Certainly is. Tommy, what have you found in the sack? Yeah, well,
0: um, Matt Williams got in touch with a tremendous email um, and he was just catching up. So, He'd gone back to our, our Hothead episode um, for episode three, um, and he's come back to add some, add some more details in about Bunter. Um, so I'm just going to read this out. And he's put, Afternoon, gents. Apologies for only catching up on the third episode, Local Hotheads. And also remembering, I am indeed a saddler and have a penchant for five-piece indie rock outfits outfits from Sheffield. So, Gomez. Brilliant. What a tremendous <laughs> opening. I thought I should add some editor's notes to the story about my brother removing the stumps because the actual story is way more ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> great reading, great reading. He was second team captain, so this was league cricket, losing draw, etc. But with no umpire, um, umpires at the time, the league had just introduced time limits on bowling your 45 overs, and my bro had clocked this. I cannot remember the sequence of events, but I think we must have been close to losing the game batting second, and they had run out of time to bowl their overs. So my brother walked out and announced they had run out of time to bowl us out and the game had ended, pointing at the clock, removing the stumps and went back into the pavilion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking my stumps and I'm going home. I mean,
0: that is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And he goes on to say there's a couple of notable mentions. Him making Ollie Broadway cry on his senior debut, age 13, by giving him a volley of abuse for misfielding at mid-off. Then buying a can of Vimto and a Mars bar to say sorry. Never actually said sorry.
1: Great. fantastic. <laughs> well, and, that's, uh, a can of Vimto and a Mars bar is worth a lot more
0: than a sorry, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's reinforced that just getting very angry when whoever was at mid-off would be given the task of gradually moving his run-up marker further and further back. So eventually he would run in, stutter, look down, and end up bowling from about six foot behind the bowling crease. So absolutely (laughs) tremendous. He's then finally rounding off with, I too have a story about the barber's mum, but you would lose your clean rating if you went to air with it. Anyway, keep up the good work and up the Saddlers, Matt Williams.
1: Fantastic. That's great. He's a wonderful human, Matt Williams
2: is. And also a massive Partridge fan.
1: He is, yeah, he's an
0: elite man.
2: Yeah, I remember him having a conversation with him once on the train. I think we were going to watch a band somewhere with Bertie, funnily enough. And he basically explained to us how he got with his partner by um, telling a load of partridge jokes. And, then, <laughs> and she thought he was really funny. And then eventually they watched it together. And she just like was giving him side eye constantly because all the gags that were on the TV show were ones that he'd played off as his own previously.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're all guilty of that, though, aren't we, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've taken credit for lines from Ricky Gervais for the last 20 years that people have thought are funny. And if they watch the show, they'll catch me out. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty, get a new rule book. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got, Ray? Uh, well, I just got a nice piece, a nice piece of follow-up from, um, from, from TP, Tom Poynton, who is um, becoming an absolute asset for this, for this pod, to be honest. Um, he has dug through, I'm assuming, an old hard drive or a USB stick or probably a floppy disk. um and he's dug out the photos we mentioned last week in the injuries episode when we spoke about sir fergo when he got cracked on the cranium by a brand new cherry um and he's dug out we're going to share them on the instagram and i actually like the fact the photos look like they were taken on an old flip phone yeah um which i think they probably were um, but there's a great photo of me and Burton and Albion and skipper Darren Stride <laughs> <laughs> and me sticking my tongue out, completely disrespecting him, which I, in hindsight I feel quite bad about, but funny. Great picture of Fergo. And then one thing that, that Tom said to me is he was going to share with me the whole file because there's some gold and the captions that he put on all the photos were all absolutely ridiculous there's a photo of me and Roy Bishop, who's the father of Michael Bishop, whose nickname is Catfish, and sadly he's now passed away. And the <laughs> the caption was, pain with Bish and Beatty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the old Indian offspring. <laughs> it's just <laughs> ridiculous, um, okay. which is good, but I really appreciate the thorough follow through from him. Um, and... Also, it's, it speaks volumes of him that uh, he's kept that file. <laughs> yeah,
2: <stunning laughs> yeah, that's massive, isn't it?
1: That is absolutely massive.
2: It surprises it's me every week um, that the villagers come through for us mm. and load the sack with ammunition for us.
1: There's some great villagers out there, and we really do appreciate it. it. Genuinely makes my it makes my day when I get a message or something from. Somebody I haven't spoken to in a while and they remind me of these, and you'd be the same, they remind us of um, these ridiculous stories that I'd completely forgotten about, but they're yeah. so,
2: so good. Um, like started so really... Burr messaging through today, the non-league player of the millennium. Talking about um, the Ross Burr Christmas dinner episode, so he's <laughs> howling at that.
1: The thoughts of thinking of um, yeah, the non-league player of the millennium driving to Doncaster <laughs> so to watch a football match, assumingly scouting or similar. Yeah, um, I mean that is a grim place to be going anyway. Um, but to have yeah, to, to know that um, to know that we're ridiculing his son and wife, and he's enjoying it. I'm glad we've made his life a bit a little bit better.
2: <laughs> Great. Right, it's time for the football round, boys, isn't it?
1: Certainly yeah. is. Hit the gong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so there was a. It was an interesting midweek for our sides, lads. I, I won't dwell on it too much, but um, yeah, obviously Derby lost to Oxford United two-one. Um, the Brewers lost to Shrewsbury, and Walsall went to Wrexham. The uh, the money spending, rich owned. I'm not going to swear. We'll leave it at that. They lost four-two. <laughs> but um, this week, um, this morning, um, some some. Better results for us, lads. I was pretty happy. I, I guess we'll start with uh, with Wickham Burton, 0-0 against the Wanderers. Uh, Runny's know... performance. Brave performance, was it? I did see that uh, Josh Gordon, ex-Sadler, was uh, on the bench of Burton.
1: Oh, I didn't know he was an ex-Sadler. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, they, I, just, I watched the YouTube highlights earlier and Burton got absolutely pummeled through the whole game. <laughs> Their keepers pulled out. One of the best performances. It's actually worth watching some of his saves, and then of classic Brewers have almost stole it at the death um, after getting pummeled. But yeah, didn't didn't quite manage. It. But it's the first point of the season. Um, rock bottom of League One at the moment, and that's going some considering Wigan came into the season on minus eight, and they're ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's not ideal, is it?
1: not really but as usual we'll come good because we'll pick up some great loan players and end up uh, i've said it all along 15th 15th
0: solid well, you, a, a nice result for for the boys of uh, the rams um one yeah. nil with uh, martin waghorn the uh, the what was the story he was he was coming in for
2: yeah a- so he came to uh, bruce forsyth's <laughs> <laughs> testimonial and yeah, the manager liked his performance and stuck him straight in. So he's now got two and two, which is good. Um, genius. Yeah, so a striker genius, you're right. But the other striker we've got, Collins, is an absolute donkey, like useless. So, so he, thankfully he was dropped and we've picked up a win. Uh, but again, reports coming from home are that Fleetwood are probably going to go down and we couldn't get that second goal uh, to kill things off, which is disappointing. And actually on the highlights, it looked, they hit the bar <laughs> and they hit the post. So it, it could have oh, been God. a much different story. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually quite concerned. We've got Bolton away and Peterborough away who are going to definitely be in the mix for going up in, the next, in the next week. Yeah. I think we okay. could get pummeled the next couple of weeks and I'll be sitting here um, with us in a mess in lower mid table. <laughs>
1: That's oh, normal Derby. My brother did say he'd watched the Derby game and he said they made it way too difficult. Yeah. Um, Then he also said to me um, he had particular interest in Sweden's Women's World Cup game, and you know why, and and I'm not sure what he
2: meant. (laughs) (laughs) I actually went. I went to the game on Tuesday night. Yeah, Um, Sweden versus um, Spain. So that was a great game. Uh, Pardon? Thoughts? Opinions? Uh, Yeah, really good. Atmosphere was amazing. Um, Luckily, I've got a Swedish family at school that I teach their boy, and they got me a a ticket to the game. Went to the Swedish um, official fan pub before the game, and they did a march to the stadium where they had drums and microphones and all sorts of stuff at the front. So it was proper um, carnival atmosphere. It was great, actually.
0: I did see. um, I did see with the Sweden Australia game last night that there was a lot of people on Twitter now. X who um, who were just blocking Ikea, just fuming. (laughs) I I can get around that. It's it's petulant and
2: I
1: enjoy that. I think that's quite funny. Um,
2: Something to note from that Sweden-Spain game was that Spain brought on a player up front with half an hour to go. I don't know whether you've seen her, but it was like they brought Kenwyn Jones on up front. Honestly, she was massive and really quick, strong. (laughs) And honestly... she As soon as she came on, she was the best player on the pitch by an absolute mile. And no surprise, she bagged the opener um, and Spain went on to win. Really good last 10 minutes, actually. They, I think Spain scored after 83 minutes, Sweden equalised after 88, and then Spain went down the other end and scored again in 90. I
1: wonder why they didn't start Cam Wynne, then. Don't know.
2: I, well, Maybe a
1: hothead. Maybe she's a hothead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Apparently, she's a former 400-metre hurdler. Bloody hell. Yeah, an absolute gazelle.
0: No, it was a good game. I watched it at a uh, friend of the pod, Sean Mitchell's house, and he, he cooked me a nice uh, spag bowl with garlic bread. So, pieces on that. It was delicious.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. So, Aussies are out. Yeah.
1: Uh, Aussies are they, out. they crashed out. Yeah.
2: Uh, interested to see who you were supporting in that game, mate, because obviously I know yourself and your son uh, have been following the Matildas religiously through the, the uh, fanfare in Australia. Did you I have three lines league. on your chest?
1: I was behind the Matildas, yeah. Oh, I watched right. them all the way through. I didn't watch any of the England games, zero interest in the England squad, but more interest in the Aussie squad. Yeah. Um so I was I was behind them. I think they're a very likable team. They're all like seem like nice people, whereas the England women just uh just like hard work, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That'll oh, really be good. Right. Really good. Lovely tangent. I guess
0: uh, just touching lastly on the on the Warsaw crew game overnight. Um, I actually had uh, Lil's, um, Lil's brother who's in Australia at the moment traveling around give me a load of shit this morning about it. Um, so yeah, we, we scored after 30 seconds the 37 seconds, so a dream start. Wow. Uh, and then went 2-0 up after 29 minutes. I thought, great, this is this is ideal. Um, and then, typically, for the second time this season, um, they then scored in the 60th minute, and we conceded a terrible goal in the 94th minute. Oh, and finished
1: no. It. I, can, I can only imagine the Warsaw fans' reaction to that. <laughs> would have been brilliant to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was I was looking at Twitter this morning, and they were they were already just blowing up and just saying what a disgrace it is. And the Warsaw fans are genuinely just horrendous at times. Like When we win, it's it's embarrassing reading it, and then when they lose... Just the, the, the complete and utter shite that gets spoke on, on by these mm. keyboard warriors is is boring and embarrassing. Shack the on.
1: board. Shack the board. The <laughs> only one who's got any fights, Danny Johnson. And they took him <laughs> off in 70 minutes.
0: <laughs> they actually did, I
1: think.
0: Yeah. I can uh,
1: predict what these people would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: That, that was actually what they said. They said they took Danny Johnson and the uh, other striker off and said, <laughs> why have they taken them off? We should have killed the game. So, Rafe, completely right. Well predicted. So, yeah, Brewers bottom of league one, portal seventeenth in league two, and Derby tenth in league one. So battling. Well, on a brighter note, um, lads, I know obviously we we, we put up the uh, the Premier League fantasy um, that we've got, we've had eighteen registrations for it, which is superb, and uh, and we're sitting in fourth, which Oof, is fantastic. Flying. So, um, I know that you guys had absolutely zero input into the team. <laughs> Me, oh, I didn't but... even know we were doing <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah, we did discuss this, and uh, yeah, yeah. So we're do- we're doing all right. We're doing all right.
2: Who was it's our cap- skipper this oh. weekend? Hey? Who was our skipper this weekend?
0: our uh, captain Harland, uh, and he got four points. But I think everyone did that. Um, oh dear. Yeah, we still got a. Uh, uh, we're starting thirty-six points for this this round. Uh, we've still got Ben Chilwell, Jordan Pickford, and the uh, Saka to a. Uh, to kick on which is good okay. and then i did just throw in on the bench an ex-warsaw player because i do that every year so elijah Adebayo is sat there <laughs> he's good
2: very good i wonder if there's any ex rams in the league i think jeff hendrick was and will hughes were the last one standing but um i think hendrick's been relegated back down to the championship and i'm well oh, i'm not sure about will hughes i think he was uh, at Palace.
1: you're making yourself look like an absolute clown here because you're forgetting mason mount
2: oh no he was only on loan
1: Right. Yeah. Well, he's an. Is
2: he or is he not an? <laughs> yeah, he, he's worn the badge. I'll give you that. Yeah.
1: As is um, left footer for Fulham Welsh. Harry Wilson, phone, old chap. Harry Wilson. Yeah. Harry Wilson.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tom
1: Hanks's mate.
2: Yeah. Great left foot that lad. Jeez. Yeah. yeah there's the also player.
0: Rico Henry. He's a Brentford. He's an ex-Walsall player.
1: Came through. So yeah, there's a few. we Any right.
2: ex-Brewers? No.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> not a single one. Oh, brilliant. Um, not, no, not a single one.
2: Okay, move on. Move, on,
1: move Next. on. So, topic for today we wanted to cover on was playground antics and playground games from school because this is actually a good one that crosses borders because everyone I've spoken to in Australia and I'm sure Sniffy, everyone you've spoken to in New Zealand, um, have all got similar variants of the same game that we would have played, or games, sorry, that we would have played in England.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it was something that we discussed and thought we've got some pre- some quite funny content from our days at school. Um, so I'm happy if one of you boys want to lead off into your great memories of playground games from, from your schooling days.
2: Um, Do you remember a period at school when people, this is not really a game but people started launching oranges around at school (laughs) Do you remember? In the bus queues after school, there'd just be missiles flying around
1: Are we talking naval oranges or mandarins? (laughs)
2: We're talking mandarins Oh wow
1: Um,
2: And it was during the, they shut it down after a few weeks but I I remember (laughs) I remember being in U24 second floor of the school and an orange came flying past my nose aimed at Ben Heathcote and he's managed to duck out the way of it and it's gone out of the window i've i've had a look out the window and it's clocked mrs rogerson right your your old fortune it's smashed straight into a tray of chips as she was carrying <laughs> that tomato sauce all over it oh my god and oh she and literally, we all had to leg it down the corridor, because she, she's literally covered in chips. Her glasses are covered in ketchup. <laughs> she's about to come storming up the stairs to figure out what's going on. Right. Oh, my that was God. A, that
0: was a great room, you 2024, 20, because I used to go in yeah. there and have, like, some patch heron, and we would just have, like, bottles of water, and we
2: would just launch them out. <laughs> yeah, for, like, yeah. 70. That, uh, an upstairs, that
1: was an upstairs classroom yeah. that faced the tennis court. So yeah, second
2: stuff. floor yeah. window. So the orange is coming from right. a height as well. It's really crashed into
1: a... <laughs> really unsafe school as well because there were big sliding windows on the second floor. Yeah,
2: yeah. So that wasn't really a playground game, but it was something that was going on in the playground relentlessly at the time. Um, and also I remember a morning when it snowed uh, talking of throwing things around, and I made a snowball, well like an ice ball really, stood by the hatch, and I was a good 30 metres away from Mr. Mole's mobile, my form. And before school, everyone would gather around outside the mobiles before the teacher got there. So I've clocked a load of lads, that stood by the scout hut, and I've launched this, this snowball. And as it's coming down, I'm thinking, this is good, this is good, it's on target. And as it's about to hit them, I clocked Stacey Orcock, stood in the middle of them. And I'm like, oh, no. And it it hits her in the head. It hits Stacey Alcock (laughs) in the head. And I've got no sympathy whatsoever for her when it hits her, because all I can think of is the fact that her older sister, Emma Alcock, is dating at the hardest man in the school, Adam Woolston, at the time. Yeah, that's going to hurt you. Yeah, so I've literally ran off immediately, so she didn't see me and went into hiding for about a week trying not to get beaten up by Adam Wollstone, who was actually on my school bus at the time as well.
1: Yeah, that could have caused you some big big issues.
2: Yeah, moral of the story, don't launch things around in the playground.
1: Just on
0: the bus cues as well, Smithy, I know I sort of briefly mentioned there was something that happened, but when we used to be, before, I can't actually remember why, but we were we used to be on the tennis courts for bus queues. Yeah. For some reason, we were on the grass, and I can't remember if that was because if... All the buses had gone, they would move everyone to the grass on the other side of the school, right where all the cars were parked. Anyway, I was on Village Hall bus, which was ridiculous, because I lived on Millen Lane, so I had to walk the entire length of the village, fuming with that.
2: I was also on that bus. Hey? I was on that bus as well. Ben Pomlet on that one as well.
0: Yeah, me and him. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Village Hall. And I remember, there were. I must have been year seven, year eight, and I was, I think, like, all my mates had gone, and, uh, I was just kind of stood there but I was up I was like stood against the bush and out of nowhere you've speared me into the bush <laughs> completely taken me out I'm just like lay there in a heap the village hall bus is then gone you've got from the bus I missed the bus and had to walk from Barton to Orioworth which took me an hour and a half
2: <laughs> what I do not remember that so I've spear tackled you rugby tackled you
0: yeah you've you've literally given me the the rhino spear like Pray, <laughs> Pray. And I remember it because I remember Colin Slade was laughing. <laughs> I absolutely was, love yeah. that. And I missed the bus. What you've ended up in the bush? Yeah, I was stood against the bush, like literally. I was must have been just a sit And you've gone, I can clatter this in this lad in, and you wow. just come up and put me out from nowhere. Brilliant. Was, uh, yeah, thanks,
2: mate. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. That's very funny, and I don't remember doing that, but. Great stuff.
1: I've seen you do that on nights out before. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I mean, obviously we all agree, one, one of the best games to play, and we call it boot, I think. Oh, yes. Other yeah. schools call it other things, <clears throat> variants of it, such as red arse. But the basic idea is, it's every man for himself, one person in goal. Every time you concede, three consecutive goals you get kicked by everyone else in the game with varying levels of intensity until you get through to tunnel vision which is where <laughs> literally you have a line of five to ten blokes on either side facing each other you have to run through a tunnel while they all kick you
2: and did you remember at school if if anyone had tunnel vision then virtually everyone who was on the playground at that point would then go and join the end of the tunnel
1: you'd so- hear Someone would go, boot, boot, If they did that, everyone would run and then the poor goalkeeper that's conceded three would have to sprint through the middle and you'd be kicking the absolute hell out of them.
2: Um, remember back in the day, you'd be like wearing kickers or pods with it, like those shoes that we used to wear for school. Oh, yeah. My God, they were not what they wear these days. Like, it's like wearing platform shoes. Yeah. Well, those pods right, weighed it's, about it's five kilos.
0: It was so hard to get through as well because you would get like midway through and you'd start tumbling and people are just laughing your and you're just getting kicked from all angles. So it, it was, that, that's horrendous. There was thing. no
2: holding um, back as well. I remember yeah. lashing people.
1: Yeah. We didn't I remember having <laughs> so happy <laughs> and it was happening yeah. and um, particularly if it was someone that you didn't particularly like or that was cheeky or something, you'd just absolutely go to town on yeah. and, and then um,
2: circle of death.
1: Circle of Death, it's like, well originally the Circle of Life, but then aptly renamed. I'm not sure we renamed it. It was Circle of Death, where you're literally in a circle and you have to burst your way out of it. So if you're not strong enough, you've got absolutely no hope. You end up being relentlessly kicked until either a teacher gets involved or <laughs> yeah. there's mercy on you.
2: Because the older kids at the school wouldn't let you out and there's no way you were yeah. getting out.
1: We used to, um, the, the the most nervous I reckon you, you can ever be, though, is if you're an, an outfield player and it's the last kick yeah. before circle of death
2: yeah. and you're the
1: one who needs to pull the trigger and shoot because if you miss the goals, you're in goal yeah. and you can only concede one. And so that was always a great, um like, that talk about training under high-pressure circumstances, yeah. that's incredible. And all um, of a
2: sudden, all of your mates, who you think are your mates, they're not your mates when you're on eight when you've conceded eight in a row and there's one more for circle of death everybody wants you in there oh yeah oh it's like
1: um my partner sarah's mum says there's no friends in monopoly yeah Um, there's no family in monopoly same as boot you don't have allegiances it's (laughs) every man for himself yeah Um, and um it reminded me of so in junior school in year six uh yeah i was year five and we played red arse at our school. So so primary school, red arse. And then we, we obviously graduated into full boot at high school. But red arse, same thing, but you just have the ball kicked at your backside uh, for every third goal. And um, <laughs> we were playing with the year sixes. And, Tom, you'll definitely remember Phil Gazard. Oh, yeah. From Gazzard. your year. Who was. A real character. Uh, Yeah, a bit rough around the edges, shall we say. Once bullied me, actually. He bullied me uh, because I kicked his football over the fence by accident and he told me I had to buy him a new one. And my mum found out about this and drove me to Londis' shop and said, Phil, look at me. He's not buying you a fucking ball, so fuck off. And and (laughs) And looked at him and he went um and she said do you understand me phil and he said uh yes and she went good and then drove <laughs> off and then he left me alone <laughs> amazing <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's kath um,
2: at her best that is
1: but oh yeah she's she 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 she, <laughs> she was really handy at times like that anyway um we were playing red arse and a teacher called mrs leaper who i can only describe as looking like mrs trunchbull from matilda yeah so the grim leaper horrible yeah the grim leaper a big a big horrible just a horrible person a really old school teacher that she used to dish out bollockins and was really just mean um, she saw us playing red arse and she started to make a beeline for the game across the, the yard but she was quite big so she was waddling across the yard and as she was walking over to try and tell us all off for playing red arse Phil Gazard kicked <laughs> kicked a football as hard as he could, hit her in the side of the head. Oh, God. Knocking... <laughs> this is... And this is where the Tory takes a turn. Knocked her over. She went into cardiac arrest.
2: Oh, my God. And had
1: to, be... had to have an ambulance call. She was fine. She was subsequently fine. But I'll never forget, even at the age of five, uh, sorry, in year five, everyone in the playground... First of all, laughing their heads off. And then we all sprinted to the other end of the school. Not one person helped us. We all thought this is really, really bad. Yeah. And the ambulance came. And then he obviously, he got dressing down. I don't think he intentionally kicked the ball out of her head, but it just all happened in sequence. But that just reminded me of <laughs> playing that game as a kid and just the, the risk you're at as a teacher trying to break up a yeah. fight or a game.
2: She sounds like Mrs. Rogerson
1: she was a bit like blodgerson except just just (laughs) because blodgerson was nice but in hindsight just a bad teacher just a really horrendous candidate to be a school teacher but a nice person whereas the grim leaper was morbidly obese hated her job hated kids and seemed to hate everything about the school environment and you just think why did you well, maybe she was a teacher for too long. Yeah, um, and, so. and um, yeah, so she obviously she reaped, um, reaped a, a volley from Phil Gazard in the side of the head, <laughs> who then subsequently tried to bully me and then got put in his place. Mrs. Rogerson as well.
0: She somehow managed to get the uh, year one set group for maths um, oh, in dear. my year, and I could not believe that because she was. I remember having her, and she was absolutely useless.
1: And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember a great story. With um, in I was year seven. She was our form tutor, and Smithy, your sister Josie will remember. Well, I think she'll remember this. There was a spot outside the um, oh, I want to say art room. I think there were art rooms. I think and there was like a bit of a. Um, it was where people parked their cars. Maybe it was like a technology room or something at our school. Anyway she she tripped on a tennis ball and, <laughs> and she bro- she trod on it and she broke her arm and again i remember i was in year seven so i was just quiet and looking trying not to get beaten up and basically a load of older kids, a load of older kids just she fell over and they all went Way, she fell over she fell over she fell
2: over <laughs> she's at the she's deck
1: there, ry- rising in agony while a load of older kids <laughs> chant at her <laughs>
2: Oh, my God, she's been in the wars.
1: Paul Lodgerson,
2: yeah. Oh, dear. Did you ever play um, Conkers at school in Barton? Because we played it in Yeah, big time. Yeah, that was a great game. Don't think it ever made it to high school, but we played it at primary school.
1: You used to put your Conker in vinegar, didn't you, overnight.
2: Yeah, that was the cheat code, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: You put it in vinegar or you'd freeze it and then you'd have an unbeatable Conker the next day yeah incredibly
0: in all i uh on Millen lane there was a massive conga tree so i just literally would just clean up every yeah. morning every yeah. afternoon just bringing them back in i got really lucky yeah
2: do they what have they great- in australia horse is it horse chestnuts
1: yeah i think so how do you attach the um how did you get the string through do you have to put a screwdriver kebab
2: skewer kebab skewer kebab skewer or a screwdriver. I think, my, screw dad, I
0: think yeah. my dad would have had yeah. his Phillips out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think my dad's done the same thing. I think he but I think he's literally just screwed in and then just put the string through. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about Conkers, what a game. Yes yeah,
2: so and you you'd put your shoelace through it or a piece of string. Oh um, yeah,
0: shoelace, yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: And then you had to dangle it and the while well, your mate tried to absolutely hammer it. And I think you'd get three goes, wouldn't you? Was it, if you miss, you got two other goes. Yeah, to try if you and...
1: miss, so if you hit, you got another go. If you missed the conquer, it was the other person's go. So it was just, right. it was good old fashioned sudden death. Yeah. What a great hand-eye coordination game. Though. Yeah. Conkers. I, I, I'd I, love to actually, I hope that we're going to get asked by people in the countries we now live in, what the hell is a conker? <laughs> yeah.
2: In, Why is it in, called a conquer?
1: I don't know. I've it's has kind of no my dad would know the
0: answer to.
2: Yeah, get him on the pod.
0: I'm pretty sure there were a branch of uh, like early childhood edu- education as well, like stepping stones. I think there was a Conkers or something like that in Burton.
2: Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: also that um, the uh, the gay bar that Smithy fell asleep in um, when me and the Shake route, which was called Bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, going back to the conkers didn't you if you won your conquer was known as a want and then if you won again it was a tour and then a three and a four and you'd have to like you I remember your stripes yeah i remember david slight came in and like he had this thing it looked like a brand new duke's ball it was massive and he was just destroying everyone in the playground with it he i mean he must have i think he was putting it in the oven or something yeah, he was definitely was dousing bit, it in uh, vinegar.
1: I think baking it had the opposite effect; because it softens it. But I think I, I seem to remember vinegar and freezing it with right. a, that was the combination of death.
2: Yeah. Well, Slighty sure. uh, Colin is a big fan of the pod, so I'll get on to him about that. See what. So the, I
1: know um... if he still plays. Probably still plays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you have, have okay. Pokemon cards as well? He's clearly a purist. Uh, I'd oh, go, I never um, got
2: into Poke-
1: I never got into Pokemon.
2: Premier League football stickers, though. That was massive. Oh, Panini. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 95, 96. Maybe,
0: maybe you've gone to high school. Uh, maybe you're in high school then, because all uh, all sounds worse.
2: Pogs. Um, it was Pogs when I was there. Oh, yeah, Pogs, I Pogs, was, yeah but... Pogs were sensational. Don't really know what they did, but I collected them. Yeah, no idea. But
0: I remember I, I got in trouble with um, Richard Hall's mom because uh, <laughs> I had a Swami and well, Star I I can't remember which one it was the shit one. I think it a Star U. And I traded with Richard Hall and he had a like shiny uh, Alakazam, which of course is the evolution of Abra Kadabra uh, into Alakazam. And I traded with him and I picked up and I'm Buzzing. He then went and told his mum. I don't know why this occurred and then she literally made me storm stormed over. She was um she was like a dinner lady you like to trade it him back and uh yeah. <laughs> curious about it to the day.
2: Um tangent i once got also got in trouble with the hall's mom um but I, no no sorry it was the begley's mom they were cousins weren't they, they were, so yeah. colin again and i were playing tennis on the primary school um yard which we weren't allowed to do but we were doing it cuz no one else had got there yet um and anyway <laughs> colin begley uh, came running across the playground um, with a few of his mates, I think they were, they were, they were in a line holding onto each other, must've been doing a conga or something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, they're, they're, they're in the way, whatever they were doing, they were in the way. And I've grabbed hold of him and gone to move him out of the way. And he's let go of the person in front of him. And I've literally flung him through the air and he smashed whole body horizontal into the sh- into the shed. Beggars, the legend
1: yeah. Of Beggar bands. <laughs> yeah.
2: He was in a world of trouble. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and his his mom has stormed through the gates and given me what for for that. Bloody hell! Bloody yeah. hell! Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, just just
0: touching back on uh, on back at high school, the uh, the lunchtime football was incredible. Um, I was just thinking about this. I remember we were playing a game. I think it was like year 11s v year tens. And I remember, do you remember Charlie Fern? He had a massive like afro. He was Quite a footballer. Played for all of his Colts. Um, he
1: looked like a white Hamza Chowdhury. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and he, he basically had the ball and for no reason he was just like dribbling with it and we were playing the year 10 so it must have been we must have been playing your year rafe and he's literally just dribbling i just ran up for no reason just shouted happy valentine's day and i've just clattered him and he's just gone spiraling into a ball on the floor everyone's just like why have you done that and i just went funny um
2: <laughs> talking of football on the field i remember in year eight um i suffered my first uh, dumping at school. um, I think I'd managed to kiss Sarah Tilk um, and we were sort of walking around school together um, at that point, which would constitute CNR, I guess. Um, And I decided to go one day and play football with my mates on the field as, um, as you do. And Craig Tilk came onto the field and said, Sarah wants to see you. And I just shook, him, like literally, looked at him with the disgust and shook my head and said, "No, there's absolutely no chance I'm leaving this game of Wembley doubles." <laughs> and then he came back. And he came back about five minutes later and said, "Right, that's it. You're dumped."
1: Oh, <laughs> brutal! He didn't even have it yeah. back.
2: no, no. It's and I think I've, I've virtually talk. never spoken to her since, actually. No.
1: Tilk not a relation to Bruce Dilks. <laughs> Who did listen to the pod, believe it or not?
2: No. Oh, thanks, Bruce. So, yeah. Um... The
1: definition of a reggle and a deggle on a
2: sturdy wacky. <laughs> <laughs> right, boys. Should we finish with a quiz?
1: Yes, please. Lovely, lovely.
2: Right. Um, as usual, I've got a little game for us to play to um, end the pod. And uh, we'll see if Rafe can get himself on the board. All so, right. um, thinking back to playground times. Um, we were obviously of a certain age, and around that time, one of the biggest games of football that we will have watched and recreated in our gardens was England versus Scotland in Euro 96. The famous Gazza goal, flicking it over Colin Hendry's head um, and doing the, the famous um, dentist chair celebration. That's so your task is to name any player that played in that game, one after the other. And we'll give you two lives, shall we? Yes, please. So you're allowed to get one what? wrong. Okay, we'll let we'll let Payne Dog go first.
1: Gary McAllister.
2: Oh, he's gone from Scotland. That's rogue. Um, but yes, he did miss the penalty, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Well done.
1: Yuri Geller made him miss it. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> with his spoons.
0: Uh, I'm going with Colin Hendry.
2: Correct. Yes. Go no for that Because
0: you've already named it. Correct. It's okay. David Seaman.
2: Correct, yep. Low-hanging fruit here. Stuart Pearce. Oh, that is a great shout. Yes, Pearce, he did play. Psycho.
1: Paul Gascoigne.
2: Good from you, yep.
1: Ali McCoyst.
2: I mean, I'm shocked that he's not on this list here. Um, But he is not. He must have come on. Because I remember well, him in the game, so he definitely came on. So I will give you a pass on that one. Gareth
1: Southgate.
2: Correct. David Batty. Whew. Incorrect. No, he was. Ninety-eight.
1: Steve McManaman. Yes. Get it up, yeah. This is big. Larry Neville. Correct bastard <laughs> okay I'm um, okay. just trying to think of iconic players from that tournament oh Alan Shearer
2: yep scored against Germany in the semi
1: over to you top-not Tommy
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all goals. <schools.
2: laughs> no again He's I think you're we a little 14. bit too early <laughs> so it is a win for Paino. do you want to keep going Rafe
1: um I will go for E hang on a second. Who will I go for?
2: Think of the Holland go, game.
1: I'm going to go for Jamie Redknapp.
2: No. I think he did play uh Jamie Redknapp. No, I've not got him a start in here, but I thought he played Gazza that board and he came on at half time.
1: Mm, he did play. I think play he came too. on at half
2: time. He played the the um the ball to Gaza, didn't he? Or was it Anderton? Might be getting that wrong.
1: I think, I don't know, I'm not sure. Darren Anderton.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, the one we're missing is Paul Ince. Incey. Yeah, not many in the... John Collins, you might remember from Scotland.
1: Yeah. Uh, Collins John, yeah.
2: Collins John, yeah. Wow. Andy Gorham in goal.
1: Yeah. And, yeah
2: large, Gordon Jury, quite a famous striker for, for Scotland. Um, But yeah, I think we got all the England ones.
1: Hell of a team, didn't they? The Scots.
2: Yeah, at that point, they were decent. I think the Scottish League itself was actually pretty good at that point, wasn't it? Uh, The Loudrup, was it Loudrup Brothers? Who were playing for Rangers. Yeah, they were decent. Right, so what does that make the score, boys?
0: I think that is Desmond Tutu, because we did a similar one, I think, episode one, where Rafe um, got that player. I can't think who it was now. Do you remember? It was someone from the Italian Leagues.
2: Oh yes, yes, I
1: did. I I managed to get the Fiorentina link through Juan Sebastian Varane
2: Correct. Yeah, that was very good. That was super. two two
1: and plenty to play for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, we could have if any of the listeners have got anything uh, a quiz for us, they uh, could feel free to send it in. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'll keep I'll keep churning them out. Right, Tom. Um, let's finish off the pod.
0: Lovely, fantastic. So yeah, obviously we want to hear more and more, uh, more and more correspondence uh, to put in into Pat's sack. Um, Rafe's just moonie there, so his bare ass was just on the show. Um, <laughs> and yeah, anything around uh, your high school uh, playground, um, anything around Tinder traumas. We yet to have one come in, so we'd love to love to talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, obviously we've got the the X. The Instagram uh, at the Villagers Pod, and we've obviously got the uh, the email as well, the Villagers Pod at gmail.com. So, um, yeah, feel free to get in touch. Look forward to hearing you, and uh, stay village. That is very good. The swing works. The Oracle again. Quite brilliant from Simon Jones.